This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hello and welcome to Saber Production of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about jalapenos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get cravings for this one, but I really, really have. Yeah? Yes. Like I'm envisioning just eating jalapenos and I know I would regret it pretty quickly. Just like fresh, like yes. snacking on them? Yes. Have you ever done that? I've definitely eaten one that way. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about many. And I've had many that I like stuffed with stuff. Sure. Stuffed with stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but apparently in times of stress, all I want are hot peppers and pho. All. That's it. Well, I mean, you know, one of these is distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other is like the best comfort food ever. So It's true. I, I'm I, not going to say which is which. <laughs> <laughs> That's up for you to decide. <laughs> I, did a, I did a Google search because it's been going on for over a month now where all I want is fun, hot peppers. And I was like, Google, tell me what's the problem. And it said it might be, and I didn't put anything about running. It said it might be because you're a runner and you're not running as much, which is true. Oh. And the spice heat is very similar to a runner's high. And so my body's just trying to find, like, another... Another thing to... It's like, oh, we're not having fun this way. Where else can we have fun? We must have fun! Yeah. Hot peppers. <laughs> it's just too hot outside. I will start running again more regularly, body. But right now, it's, like, 100 degrees outside. Yeah, no. No. Even in the morning, it's really warm and, like, humid It's just still. muggy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I've had a couple friends ask me if I'm pregnant, which I am not. <laughs> 
because I keep eating hot peppers. And it, like, brought a party to a halt because everyone was clearly expecting me to be like, well, I wasn't going to say <laughs> No, no. And then I learned while researching this one that one out of every 10 shishitos, which are a mild pepper that kind of having a moment right now, are hot. And I was eating some shishitos when I was doing this research, and I got a really hot one. I was like, oh, there you go, research. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right there. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I do love jalapenos, though. Um, they add so much with so little and food and cocktails. Oh, man. Jalapenos taste like death to me. Um, <sighs> it's slightly spicy death. Yeah, the that fresh, grassy flavor that they have in common with bell peppers, um, bell peppers being a thing that I'm intolerant to and have gotten sick from a whole bunch yeah, um, it's like a it's like a warning signal in my brain. Even though I can totally have like a little jalapeno and be fine, most of the time you're only using a little anyway. But yeah, I just associate that with like, whoa, nope, yeah, <laughs> probably not, not good, no, ungood, abort, abort. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> too bad. I agree. But <laughs> let us get to our question. Yes, jalapenos. What are they? Well, a jalapeno is the fruit of a specific variety of chili pepper, botanical name Capsicum anum. Um, they're officially classified as uh, short and stubby. That's, <laughs> that's the scientific classification. They're short and stubby pepper. Okay. <laughs> they're um, usually maybe about two to three inches long, about an inch wide. That's around seven by three centimeters or so. And they are hollow with a, with a cavity inside for their flat, round seeds. They grow on these short, sort of shrubby plants, um, and when the fruits are mature, they're this deep, dark green color, but if allowed to keep growing, they will ripen to a bright, deep red. Uh, their flavor is fresh and vegetal and a little bit grassy, and, and they get sweeter as they ripen. Mm-hmm. They're not typically super spicy, um, though they do contain capsaicin, which is a chemical defense mechanism that some plants evolved uh, that makes the nervous system of some animals, like humans, think that they are actually on fire. Um, which, jokes on the plant, uh, (laughs) is an effect that some humans have decided that we totally enjoy. Uh, Jalapenos don't contain much capsaicin, though. They they weigh in at around 2,500 to 8,000 Scoville heat units, um, though they can surprise you. I have been surprised by jalapeno before. (laughs) Especially, oh, you get the juice in your eye. That's Oh, gosh, yes. That's a bad day. As with any potentially spicy pepper, Mm -hmm. uh, always, always use extreme caution when when slicing and dicing and, I don't know, juggling, uh, whatever else you get up to in the kitchen. Get out those goggles. Get out the goggles. Wash your hands. Wash. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wear gloves if you'd like to. You know, do what you can. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Safety first. A bunch of the spiciness is in the seeds of jalapenos, though, which makes sense because that's the part that the plants would particularly benefit from protecting. Um, So if you don't like spice, leave the seeds out or try using canned or frozen peppers instead of fresh. They can lose about half of their capsaicin during processing. Really? Yeah. Huh. Chipotles. Uh, Chipotles are jalapenos that are grown to ripeness, then dried and wood-smoked. The seeds are often removed beforehand or sometimes, uh, making the resulting product less spicy. Chipotles are smoked slow and low for like up to a week, uh, resulting in a 90% or greater water loss. The result is a deep reddish-brown dried fruit that tastes sweet and smoky and like a little bit bitter and nutty with a kind of mild spice. This was news to me about the chipotles. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Did not know. <laughs> Did not know. <laughs> Relatively recent news to me, but not like as of this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are two main varieties of chipotles. Uh, meco, which are allowed to like really fully ripen on the plant and are smoked extra long until they're like crinkly. Um, and morita, which are picked a little bit earlier and smoked for a shorter time, leaving them more pliable and a little bit milder. If you've ever noticed pale scars or stripes down the length of jalapenos or other hot peppers, by the way, that's called corking, and it's it's stretch marks from rapid fruit growth. Um, might mean the skin is a little bit thicker, but otherwise it does not affect the quality. Totally yeah. fine to eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Today, the thing that I learned uh -huh. um, is that chili pepper plants' leaves are generally edible, um, unlike other members of the nightshade family. And yeah, you can you can cook them up. Uh, like the way that you would any other green. Ooh, I want to try that. Yes, uh, this is this is what I've come to understand. Anyway, it's apparently not really a thing in the West, but is super popular in many parts of Asia. So, well, I am down to try it. Yeah, the name comes from the town where a lot of jalapenos are grown, Jalapa, Veracruz. Jalapa is a different spelling; it's spelled with an X in this case, of Jalapa with a J. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, chili comes from an Aztec dialect, chilpoctili, meaning smoked chili pepper. Historians think that due to jalapeno's thick flesh, the Aztecs frequently dried them out to prevent them from going bad. Uh, yeah, and that's where we get the, the word uh, chipotle from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In American English, oh, rabbit hole, <laughs> chili with an E is an acceptable spelling, but in the UK English, only the I spelling is accepted, or maybe sometimes with a Y. The <laughs> E is how the Spanish spell it, but the I is probably how the Aztec spelled it, according to a French dictionary. Neither <laughs> has anything to do with the country Chile, which was called Chile with an I until the 20th century. Then there's Chile with an E powder and Chile with an I powder, which are two separate things. Yeah, Chile powder with an E tends to be just ground dried chilies mm -hmm. and chili powder with an eye tends to be um, a powder made from a few from a blend of things mm -hmm. that you use to flavor chili the stew and speaking of <laughs> where did that come from <laughs> that word originated in 1857 with the phrase chili con carne chili with an e but then in the 1940s <laughs> chili con carne with an i overtook the original spelling and it's been in the lead ever since. An entry in a Mexican dictionary <laughs> describes chili con carne like this. A detestable dish sold from Texas to New York City, erroneously described as Mexican. <laughs> oh, this was a whole thing. There, there were like essays, essays, essays written about it. Why wow. did this happen? I tried to distill it, but it's just a lot of confusion. <laughs> At least for me. <laughs> Maybe linguists understand. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the nutrition. Uh, yeah, jalapenos, like other fresh fruit that doesn't contain much sugar, are pretty good for you. Lots of fiber and vitamins, a lot of flavor considering their low-calorie content. Um, they're low in fat and protein, though, so they're best paired with other foods to help keep you going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Numbers-wise, according to one stat I read, 25% of the planet's population all around the globe eat chili peppers every day. <sighs> yes. Yeah. In the U.S., in the decade from 1995 to 2005, U.S. consumption of chili peppers jumped by 38%. And it continued growing after that. 
In the next decade, it jumped another 40%. Texas named the jalapeno their state pepper (laughs) in 1995. I love this. I thought we'd do another dramatic reading a la Sundays. Oh, excellent. Yeah, because this is this is a beautiful and and long um, mm-hmm. declaration. It is. Uh-huh. It is the official resolution. All right. Whereas, in keeping with this custom, the designation of the jalapeno as the official state pepper of Texas will provide suitable recognition for this delicious and indispensable staple of Texas cuisine and... Whereas, capsicums, more commonly called peppers, provided nourishment for Native Americans in central Mexico as early as 9,000 years ago, and following the voyage of Columbus to the Americas, became a popular addition to the diets of people throughout the world. And... Whereas, the most popular variety of capsicum, the jalapeno, is considered by many Lone Star citizens to be an essential ingredient in chili, our official state dish, found in salsa and queso. The ubiquitous jalapeno is used by Texans to add zest to even the most common American dishes, and many brave souls have been known to consume the fiery foodstuff in its raw and pickled states. And whereas, in addition to pleasing Texas palates, jalapenos are an important agricultural crop in the Lone Star State, which leads the nation in jalapeno production and consumption. These savory peppers are also a hot commodity (laughs) in the national marketplace, with demand growing at an estimated 15 to 20 percent each year. And whereas jalapenos get their distinctive sting from capsaicin, a chemical used to treat arthritis, shingles, sore muscles, and nerve disorders, and believed by many researchers to be effective in the fight against cancer and heart disease, the remarkable health benefits of these small but potent peppers are compounded (laughs) by the fact that they contain as much vitamin A as carrots and more than twice the vitamin C of oranges and lemons. And... Whereas, a culinary, economic, and medical blessing to the citizens of the Lone Star State, the jalapeno is widely recognized as an emblem of our state and is a distinctive reminder of our state's unique heritage and diverse culture. Now, therefore, be it resolved (laughs) that the 74th legislature of the state of Texas hereby designate the jalapeno as the official state pepper of Texas. I tried to cut that down, (laughs) and there was no part I wasn't like, this is glorious. It's just so beautiful. It's so silly. (laughs) Puns. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. A state pepper. Uh, Even outside of Texas, you can find jalapenos and chipotles and all kinds of things. Yes. A lot of Mexican-ish and Tex-Mex dishes, dips, soups, stews, cocktails, jalapeno poppers, more on that later, sauces like mole or adobo. In Mexico, some 20% of jalapenos are consumed fresh. Another 20% are dried and smoked as chipotles, and 60% are pickled, um, often the, the fermented version of pickling rather than a quick pickle. It's not uncommon to, uh, to add other veg to these pickles, like uh, carrots and onions, spices like cinnamon, thyme, majoram, um, garlic, and clove. And uh, cans marked as containing jalapenos are one of the ways that Mexican drug cartels have smuggled cocaine into the United States. Hmm. Well, interesting. Mm-hmm. There's been some speculation that jalapenos have been at the heart of more foodborne illness outbreaks than previously thought because it's present in things like salsa and guacamole. Where it's uh, used fresh, right? Yes. 136 salsa and guacamole outbreaks causing 5,600 illnesses have been recorded from 1973 to 2008. Hmm. A salmonella outbreak in 2008 involved jalapeno and serrano peppers. The Guinness record for the most jalapenos eaten in a minute is 16. But what happened after that? Oh, gosh. I, I 
they there was nothing in the record about it. <laughs> I feel concerned for this person. <laughs> I hope everything is okay. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that about brings us to our history segment. It does, but first it brings us to a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. The jalapeno originated in Mesoamerica, possibly going back to 5000 BCE, and their gradual domestication specifically beginning in the Tehuacan Valley of Mexico. Researchers know this because of chili pepper seeds and chili pepper residue on cooking tools. Wild chili peppers were probably being eaten before even that, as far back as 7000 BCE. Yeah, um, that capsaicin stuff is pretty useful, as those early cultures found out. Like, not only do pests like insects and rodents avoid it, but uh, molds and other funguses don't like it either. Um, or at least it, it inhibits their growth. I, I don't, I can't really say what molds and fungus like and don't like. You don't like. know what they're up to, no. generally. Um, but so, so adding spicy peppers to foods, aside from being, like, fun, um, was a way to preserve them. Mm-hmm. Most of the rest of the world was oblivious to the jalapeno and other peppers until... Christopher Columbus, that guy, arrived. Conquistadors documented their observations of the local population eating chili peppers as well as using them medicinally and for fumigation. They also wrote about finding smoked ones, chipotles, in markets. It wasn't Columbus, but the Portuguese that were responsible for the spread of chili peppers along trade routes. 
according to the editors at Chili's to Chocolate, quote, so swiftly and thoroughly did the chili pepper disperse that botanists long held it to be native to India or Indochina, but all scholars now concur that it is a new world plant with origins in South America. Wow. The Portuguese were conducting a lot of this trade secretly, by the way, since the 1494 Treaty of Tordesillas carved out most of the region for Spain. The chili pepper spread throughout Europe throughout the 1500s, but until a blockade cut them off from their precious, precious spices, these peppers were mostly grown ornamentally. Among the rich, anyway, poor poor people were willing to eat them. Yes, as I believe we talked about in our black pepper episode or tomatoes for sure yeah yeah this this was one of those foods where um there's this confusion yeah. about the spiciness of these hot peppers and also about the word pepper yeah and so you know pepper black pepper was quite expensive yes when poor people were like oh we can th- th- this is spicy and it's called pepper mm-hmm. we can have pepper now yeah so they grew them yeah yeah, yeah there was a Yes, that was our black pepper episode. A lot of confusion around pepper and naming. Hmm. Either way, great foods. Yes. <laughs> I'm way. glad they did. <laughs> Me too. Goa, a state of India, came under the rule of Portuguese Afonso de Albuquerque. Uh, one of the main reasons Portugal wanted to control this region was due to its strategic location when it came to trade routes ah. and the fact that it was located on the Malabar coast, which was known for its spices. Together, this gave Portugal more control over the spice trade. According to the records of a Portuguese official operating in India from 1500 to 1516, Indian cooks welcomed the chili pepper with open arms, used to having spice in their foods. (sighs) As Portugal's trade dominance and colonization grew, so too did the presence of the chili pepper around the world, from the Middle East to Japan to China, where they became huge in Szechuan cuisine. If we look at North America... The chili pepper's journey is a bit convoluted. Mm -hmm. It would make sense that they just came up through Mexico, and some probably did, but they were probably not widely adopted until the slave trade came, even though Native Americans were already using them in their cuisine, most notably tribes in Texas and the Southwest. Botanists believe birds helped spread the seeds of chilies to North America long before the Native Americans domesticated them. Portuguese traders and colonies introduced chilies to West Africa, and they were enthusiastically adopted, so much so that West African slavers brought chili peppers with them on the journey across the Atlantic for planting in plantation gardens. The peppers were a natural fit for the climate in the South, and enslaved people from West Africa and the Caribbean, who had already been using the chilies in their cuisine, grew and ate them. Going back a bit, Spanish colonists in New Mexico were commercially growing chilies by the 1600s. The Antonio Espejo expedition in 1582 may have introduced the Pueblo to Chile, giving them seeds to plant. With the population of southwestern cuisine in the 1980s, jumping ahead a bit. Skipping ahead just a little. Just a little. (laughs) um, A small window when chefs in Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico applied classical training to their cuisine, more Americans, and specifically white Americans, began to eat jalapeno and chipotles, while at the same time shaping how we saw Mexican food. Mexican restaurants doubled their annual sales from $1.5 to $3 billion between 1977 and 1981 alone. Wow. In 1989, the Chicago Tribune bestowed Chipotle with the title Trindia Sauce of the Year, while the Los Angeles Times took a different approach, writing, It's difficult to figure out why all the fuss about the Chipotle chili. (laughs) Well, 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 well. <laughs> I, I suspect that might have had to do with the fact that California would have had it for 
Yeah, that makes a sense. lot longer. <laughs> Chicago's like what? Like wow! And California's like what? what? <laughs> Come on! You're like of course. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, not everyone appreciated the heat though. In 1981, researchers out of uh, Texas A&M released a non-spicy jalapeno variety. Mm-hmm. Jalapenos became the first fresh chili pepper eaten in space in 1982. Um, astronaut Bill Lennar, and I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, grew them in his backyard and would bring bags of them to work on, on the ground um, as a snack and apparently took great pleasure in giving them to unsuspecting coworkers who didn't know what they were. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he took a paper bag of them with him into space. Wow. There is a much more stringent process for taking up fresh fruit and veg these days. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he just, like, took sack with them. Um, he experienced a bout of space sickness on that trip, and the jalapenos were sort of jokingly blamed, um, but apparently all of the astronauts enjoyed them. I would imagine so, because in our space food episode, we talked about, like, spice and the value of having that kind of heat. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Check out that episode for more. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the jalapeno popper. Yes. And this, <laughs> it's, there's there's not, like, a, a whole, we had a hard time finding super specific history about the jalapeno until... Yes. Because if you notice, I've been saying chili peppers a lot, and that's just because... It's hard to differentiate. They think the jalapeno was part of that, and most definitely probably was. But, you know, in history, we just, the different words get used. And yeah. You have to kind of take a leap of faith that that's what they were talking about. <laughs> Especially when there's no, like, like botanical name that is a really specific thing for this product. Yeah. Exactly. But there is some jalapeno <laughs> popper history. So much jalapeno <laughs> popper history. Yes. And if you're unaware of this, this is kind of a beloved snack of a jalapeno stuffed with cheese and maybe other things and heated or sometimes fried. Deep fried, like breaded and deep fried. Yes. Texans like to lay claim to it, but others point out it's essentially a chili relleno, and folks in Mexico have been making those uh, long before the Texans. (laughs) And the tradition of stuffing a vegetable goes back to ancient times. Sure. Also, Boston had a whole spate of stuffed pepper recipes in the late 1800s, but the pepper in question was usually bell pepper. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, poppers <laughs> existed in Texas at least in the 1980s, probably long before that, but commercials for them, first from Heinz, didn't start popping up oy, until the early 2000s. Heinz actually launched a poppers product in 2001. Before that, in 1993, a McCain food subsidiary, Anchor Food Products, applied for and received a registered trademark for the phrase jalapeno popper. They made many different varieties of popper found in the frozen section across the country. But they lost the trademark in 2004 when they failed to update their paperwork. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Also in 1993, Steve Ells founded Chipotle Mexican Grill in Denver, Colorado, which is a whole other episode. Oh, goodness it is. It is. But back to poppers. <laughs> San Antonio (laughs) restaurant owner, Chef Jason Daddy, says of his jalapeno poppers, quote, he likes to use raw jalapenos. I don't like the ones that are made with pickled jalapenos because they're not spicy. You want to have a plate of them and, like Russian roulette, you don't know if one might blow your face off. (laughs) I love that. I love it. It's true. You never know when you bite into a pepper. They can surprise you. They really can. (laughs) <laughs> in some parts of Mexico, you can find a version called Besos Calientes, Hot Kisses. 
And there's a version called armadillo eggs, allegedly invented at Texas Tech, probably sometime in hmm. the 70s. It's a cheese-stuffed jalapeno that is then coated with breadcrumbs and sausage, which kind of reminds me of a scotch egg. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've had one of those, but... Poppers had a brush with stardom in the film Office Space. <laughs> Shrimp-stuffed jalapeno poppers were the Monday special at the fictional restaurant Jennifer Aniston's character worked in. With oh, all without a flair. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. Huh. Came up in my research, so I included it. <laughs> Love for the jalapeno has led to experimentation, like the jalapeno popper, but also breeding larger varieties or, yes, the one without heat. Um, one source of new varieties is the New Mexico State University Chili Pepper Institute, spelled with an E, C-H-I-L-E, because they say that, like, it's too confusing to call it chili with an I because of the food, chili, the stew. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so they've put their foot down <laughs> about did. it. They did. They took a stand. <laughs> Um, but, okay, so for, for, for one example, they started work in the mid-90s creating jalapenos that reach different colors when they're ripe. And in 2015, came out with the yellow lemon spice, the bright orange spice, and the deeper pumpkin spice oh jalapenos. Um, oh, and but these, these are quite a bit hotter than the average jalapeno, like a thousand times hotter. They range from 25 to 80,000 Scoville units, which is about as hot as a Thai chili. Whew. Yeah. Um, you can order seeds from the Institute if you want to grow your own pumpkin oh, spice. Oh, I do. <laughs> I want to know what that's all about. They, they don't taste like cinnamon and nutmeg, from what I understand. Um, then more work is it's, needed. It's a- <laughs> Color only. JK, JK. <laughs> also in 2010, um, uh, they released their Halmundo, um, which is a large jalapeno variety that's medium spicy, like 17,000 Scoville units or so. And, as they say, perfect for making poppers. Um, Popular Science magazine ran a story about it with the headline, Giant Pepper for Stuffed Jalapeno Poppers, Bread Specifically for Increased Cheese Payload. <laughs> It's very American. <laughs> How do we get more cheese into this what was once healthy vegetable? And then maybe let's fry it. <laughs> Sounds right. Oh, um, poppers are motivating use, apparently. Um, as of 2016, one of the projects that students at UC Davis were working on was um, developing particularly large jalapenos that were more hardy and resistant to pests and um, and therefore would would thrive with fewer pesticides and fertilizers. But, yeah, specifically with, like, poppers in mind. I read a beautiful essay about <laughs> why poppers are the best for bowl food, <laughs> and essentially it's because they're, like, messy and handheld and warm and cheesy, and you don't want to take pictures of them, so you have to focus on the people you're talking to because they're not very pretty. Oh, they're not. No. 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 They're not. They're on, in terms of Instagrammable stuff. Right. Yeah. They're not up there. No. Um, uh, on a totally different track. Uh-huh. Uh, there is these days some research going on into the um, antimicrobial properties of extracts of chili peppers, including specifically jalapenos. Um, they've been found to be effective against some foodborne pathogens, um, both like the capsaicin and other compounds in jalapeno peppers. So, yeah, could be useful in the future for keeping food safe with fewer antibiotics and stuff like that. Exciting stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, today is the day that I get my shishitos. Oh, right, yeah. Because there's a farmer's market here, and I can't find shishitos anywhere in Atlanta. 
but <laughs> it is your farmer's market. You're definitely just not going to the right places by anywhere. But, oh, like the, the, the Asian markets and stuff like oh, that. Oh, well, if I have to drive there, then you know it's like. <laughs> I was about to say, can you just not find it in the grocery store that's within walking distance yes. of your house? But multiple grocery stores within walking distance oh, okay. of my house. I have looked and looked and looked. <laughs> I was really disappointed in Whole Foods because I thought for sure they'd have them. But I'm very excited about it. I am excited for you. Yes. They know me. I come like running down right when they go, Shoshitos. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) And I just have this bag and I'm like, put them in there. (laughs) I'll tell you, they have have other peppers too. They have jalapenos. Yeah. I'll get them a go. Yeah, get some. Maybe I'll make some poppers. Make some poppers. I do like poppers. They're delicious. Come on. Yeah. I've only made them once and they're pretty easy to make. I didn't fry them though. I didn't deep fry them. Deep fry them? No, No. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a danger. Yeah, Lauren and I have discovered we're not <laughs> we're, we're not, not meant for that game. No. <laughs> Hot oil and us, Mm-mm. we're we're both too easily startled, and um, deep frying involves too much too much splatter. Yeah, yeah, um, too too much popping. Too much popping. I see what you did there. <laughs> I think we need to end this episode <laughs> before we make any worse puns. We do have a little bit more for you. We do. Um, first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener. listener. Oh, yeah. and, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I like how it makes you cough. 
something's really spicy. Yeah. Your whole body's like, no, like, there's why? not. Like, why? Don't. Tears. Yeah. <laughs> coughing. I'm like, no, I want another one. It's like, there is a fire. You have lit a fire somehow in your face. Stop it. <laughs> I guess that's another benefit of poppers is they usually have like a dairy element. Yeah, yeah. And it helps. Helps keep you nice and cool. I guess so. Yeah. Nah. A modern innovation of humanity. (laughs) Els wrote, I'm writing this time about the Squim Lavender Festival, which you mentioned in the Lavender episode. A quick correction. Squim is pronounced squim. It rhymes with swim rather than either of the attempts Annie made in the episode. Thank you for the correction. (laughs) It's a rather difficult name to pronounce without having been there. My grandparents were from Squim, Washington, and I used to spend my summers with them when I was little. To my heart's disappointment, I always just managed to miss the Lavender Festival by chance, which adult me now realizes was very deliberate on my grandparents' part (laughs) because my grandfather was allergic. Ah. That time of year, the whole town smells like lavender. My grandparents lived next door to a woman who grew lavender and made me little sachets to put my clothes so they would smell nice when I unpacked my suitcase. To this day, I still have a sachet in my sock drawer. While there is no lavender crown at the festival, there is Lavender Stock, a music (laughs) festival as part of the larger festival. They also have the best lavender lemonade in the world. Yeah. Another note about Squim, they're home to the Olympic Game Park, which is home to retired and rescued performing animals such as bears, bison, zebras, wildcats, and more meerkats than you can shake a (laughs) stick at. At the entrance, you can purchase a loaf of bread to feed the animals, but you can't get out of the car. (laughs) There are areas where you can't stop your car because the bison will stick their heads through the window. The Squim Lavender Festival made me think of another festival of my childhood, the Gilroy Garlic Festival. (sighs) They were in the news recently for being the site of a mass shooting where three people were killed, but the organization itself has been doing amazing work for years and years. It's an enormous local fundraiser for local nonprofits, and they also have the best food in the world, garlic ice cream. Hmm. Nearby is Gilroy (laughs) Gardens, a theme park with both beautiful gardens and garden-themed rides, including a mushroom flying swing and artichoke spinning teacups. What? Yes. That is so delightful. I know. Ah. I know. We talked about that briefly in our uh, garlic episode, but I didn't know about this theme park. This theme park. Yes. Yeah. And she also suggested we do an episode on food-based theme parks, and I am in, in, <laughs> in. <laughs> I did not know that this was a thing. Me either. <laughs> but now that I do. I've got to know more. Yes. I've got to know everything. Absolutely. <sighs> um, Ashley wrote, I wanted to follow up now that I've heard the delightful Lavender episode. It's funny you mentioned the Lavender Festival in Squim. Um pronunciation pro tip, it's not intuitively pronounced squim, Um, as it was on our way back from that very event that my friend recommended the Saver podcast. Ah, dang. Mm -hmm. Um, We both used lavender in our respective weddings three years ago, and this was our first trip to the festival. We had lunch of crab cakes over a spring green mix with a lavender balsamic vinaigrette dressing and lavender lemonade on the side. So yummy. Lavender lemonade. Oh, gosh. That's my craving of the episode. I know. (sighs) Well, I've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I found out, I can't remember if I told you this, but I recently went um, to visit my mom in Dahlonega. And kind of when you get into Dahlonega, you get you get to the end of the highway, it has a bunch of agro-tourism signs. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, most of them for wineries because there's a lot of wineries around there. But there was one for a lavender farm. Oh. Which is new. And yeah. I've got to visit. Yes. I've got to visit. Oh, that sounds so nice. Maybe they have lavender lemonade. Ooh. Field trip. 
<laughs> Yay! <laughs> in the meantime, thanks to both of them for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saberpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SaverPod. We do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.